the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? You're not seeing how haphazard this audit is. The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. She is there to speak for the community, with the community, and build bridges across. Obviously, she has thought carefully over many years about the impacts uh, that various pieces of legislation, various political positions have had on the community. Her job now is to make sure that she's helping the government and helping everyone. Well, that's one way of spinning it, but there you go. There's Mr. Justin Trudeau answering questions on uh, is he standing by his new appointment to fight Islamophobia after comments that she has uh, made pretty clear. She doesn't necessarily think too much of this country and certainly doesn't have a lot of nice things to say about Quebec. Let us talk to Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, because Mr. Tom, Mr. Korski, um, the prime minister is standing by his uh, appointment. He is, uh, but you're never going to hear from her again. By the way, uh, we just <laughs> found out this morning, 191000 a year. So that's great. $191,000. That's not going for Medicare. That's not going for kids' hospitals. $191,000 for Amira El-Gawabi, the new inclusion advisor, who was quite a blabbermouth as a freelance columnist in the newspapers over the last six years. What did she say? Quebecers are anti-Muslim bigots. The queen is a symbol of racism, should be deposed as head of state. Canada Day, we should cancel those celebrations because it's about Judeo-Christian storytelling. I'm quoting, police shouldn't have guns. And there should be Muslim prayer in public schools, and on and on and on. You know, Alex, I'm a free speech guy. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with holding those opinions, but don't look for a $191,000 a year appointment as an inclusion advisor to build bridges. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's very hard to see how um, she would be inclusive, given uh, she has a uh, disdain, uh, which is her right, for, for this country, for much of what this country is, because she wants to get rid of the queen, she wants to get rid of the monarchy, she's happy to tear down statues, and, and pretty much as I read it, um, you know, uh, change fundamentally everything about this country, including our past. I don't understand why cabinet is going down this trail. Obviously, they see some political advantage. It's not obvious to me. They've done it before. They yeah. got reelected with 32.6% of the vote. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel. I understand they won 25 out of 25 seats in Toronto. I get it. But how do they expect this to end well? Who is going to take tips on inclusion from a person who apparently would go out of their way to insult people who have strong or warm feelings of nostalgia on Canada Day? Are you kidding me? But they see some political advantage here anyway, Alex. They're the big brain. I'm the stupid reporter. I'm not getting it. Yeah. So your your prediction is that uh, this appointment, uh, like Laith Maroof, will will be short lived. No, I think they're going to keep her. It's too embarrassing to drop her now because they didn't do their homework. They didn't look through the newspaper clippings. By the way, a tip: anytime you hear a newspaper columnist is appointed to anything, we do a newspaper Google. clipping search. Yeah, it takes about ten minutes. You just have to do a search. Go through the clipping files, and you'll, uh, nine times out of ten, you're going to find gold. No, they're stuck with her. But you're never, she's going to be completely marginalized. No one's taken uh, get-together advice from the woman who, for some reason, went on a rant about the queen of all people, a symbol of oppression. 
but four years, $191,000 a year. It's a living. Yeah, it's great work if you can get it. Um, nonetheless, we'll stay tuned to that. Meanwhile, uh, let's talk about a story that just kind of every day there's kind of another a drip drip to it. And it's about the consultants being brought in that have basically created a shadow public service. Um, and these people are hired from the outside. They're not accountable to the taxpayers. We are spending billions, $16.7 billion a year on consultants, according to the Treasury Board estimate, at a time, Tom, when the big public sector unions um, are asking for up to 47% more in, in pay over the next three years. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The comment about shadow public service made in Commons Government Operations Committee testimony, that's not some vast right-wing conspiracy. <laughs> that's the president, Jennifer Carr, of the uh, Professional Institute of the Public Service. It's a large public service union. They have 72,000 members. She said, look out. All you're doing is spending billions creating this parallel government that no one really knows anything about. They're not subject to access to information laws. No one really knows what their expertise is, but they all kind of cover for each other. Point taken. At the same time, by the way, as you mentioned, consulting, contracting, uh, spending has gone through the roof. At the same time, the feds increased the size of the public, federal public service yeah. by 30% to over a quarter million. So as one block MP said, it, ta- taxpayers are getting that coming and going. You're going to pay for consultants. You're buying them Cadillacs and cigars, and you're going to pay for the biggest federal public service in Canadian history that says we don't really know what's going on anymore. <laughs> That's yeah, it's interesting. Like a railway. Yeah, it's interesting because the public service did not like Stephen Harper for, for a number of reasons. They felt he was too controlling and that they weren't valued. Well, then you've got a prime minister who has expanded the public service uh, and then doesn't use the public sector. And so are they looking at it like, well, at least we don't have as much work to do? Or are they feeling a bit of a, a front that, that they're not being you know, tasked to do the job they were hired for? Yeah, it's gold. There was testimony. This is my favorite. It was, uh, his name is Sean Boots. He's a policy advisor with the Treasury Board. This is gold. He tells MPs, you know, he said, we're now to the point where consultants are hired to look at the work of other consultants. I'm quoting him. One management consulting firm might be hired to oversee the work of another one. That can lead to a set of dynamics where each firm is not necessarily motivated to hold the other to account. Do you know why? Because on the next job, their roles will be reversed. (laughs) And the time you're just getting taken to the cleaners on this. Yeah, it just, I think it happens so often now. Everyone's just shrug, collectively shrugging their shoulders, which is uh, uh, unfortunate. Uh, meanwhile, um, the Trudeau government, they've had a lot of trouble with Bill C-21. This is the latest gun bill um, that they're trying to ram through. And um, they think it's, uh, what they call it delicate conversations that they're now ha- having. I guess they're meeting with special interest groups to try to soothe things over. But they're getting a lot of opposition. Are they going to be able to get this thing done? I actually think the bill is dead. That was government house leader Holland saying, uh, oh, a very delicate time. (laughs) Very emotionally charged issue, he told reporters. Very difficult. Very emotionally charged. That means you're not getting your bill out, bud. That bill is stuck in Commons Public Safety Committee. They have not even commissioned hearings yet. They have said they want to go across the country and hear from gun owners about how upset they are with Bill C-21. The feds really blew it on this one. You mean they wedged themselves? 
Yeah, they actually did. They uh, painted themselves <laughs> right into a corner. They, this was supposed to be about urban public safety. They wound up trying to be clever and jammed through a bunch of amendments that goes after hunting rifles. Even the New Democrats said, you know what? Fool me twice, that's it. In the words of one New Democrat MP, uh, Alistair McGregor, once trust is broken, they did. They tried to pull a fast one in committee and they got caught. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the federal bank awarding their senior staff 104 million in pandemic bonuses and raises while, uh, you know, the private sector went boobs up. Um, And this all in an access of information search obtained by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. But look, while while people were going broke, uh, the Business Development Bank gave 20,000 bucks per staff member. How did they earn this money? Yeah, I know. I mean, this thing's been losing money. Tough times, tough people. That's the funny thing about public sector accounting. Business Development Bank reported a net loss of $218 million in 2020. Over the same period, they paid $104 million in bonuses and pay raises because they could. Who was going to stop them? (laughs) And nobody did. So they took the money. That was it. It was that simple. While they were expressing sad thoughts about their uh, account holders, most of whom are small businesses that just got crane mm. pandemic. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, if we had to add up and follow all the dollars, we would uh, get lost. It's that that much waste. Uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, coming out drip by drip. Always appreciate your time, Tom. It's been a busy string, so uh, get back to work. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski joining us from Blacklocks, and of course, uh, subscription based. But they do the digging and they follow the dollar, and they are worth every penny because they get a lot of good stuff reading the fine print.